Alexander, pregame.com, Tuesday morning, flying solo. A little bit of a guest snafu this morning, which means Major League Baseball stats crunching, baby. Yeah, like it. Not Sabermetrics. Sabermetrics is reserved for Wednesday. We will have base winner on the show tomorrow to crunch some FIP and some XFIP for all the geeks out there. I know you're out there. I see you. Today, though, going to revisit three big stats that we first went over last Monday, two of which are specifically tailored to totals betters. Now, I know if you uh, follow my Major League Baseball thread each and every day, I am not specifically a totals guy, but I know that lots of folks love betting totals, and not only love betting totals, but thrive on betting totals. So I want to give as much information to those folks as possible. First, with umpires that have shown the biggest penchant for umping games behind home plate that result in overs, and those conversely that have showed the biggest penchant for umping under results this year. We're going to talk about those specific umps coming up, as well as the pitchers, the starting pitchers in both the American League and the National League that have gotten the most run support this season. It's an interesting fact to also convert into your betting value and your betting dollar. What are the starting pitchers that just seem to get, by nothing but good fortune, tremendous run support every time they're out there? Perhaps their win-loss record, therefore, is inflated, and perhaps it's reflected in an inflated line, and therefore it's incumbent upon you as a better to exploit that. We will talk about those pitchers as well. Then beyond uh, totals, One more thing I do want to get into is the best and worst run line teams in all of baseball thus far this season. We did this as well last week. It'll be interesting to see if those teams have remained the same or if they've fluctuated. Again, I specifically am not a run line guy, but I know that there are many in the pregame community who like betting run lines. So this is another data point for you to consider. What are the teams that if you blindly bet a unit to win a unit or betting a unit um, on the run line. Each and every game this team plays blindly, that same unit, each and every game thus far this season. Which are the teams that thus far have the most spectacular record against the run line, whether giving a run and a half or getting a run and a half, and which are the teams that just cannot beat the run line to save their lives? We'll get into that as well. Let's start with the totals focus, though, and let's begin with the umpires. The umpires in Major League Baseball that have shown the biggest propensity when behind home plate to call games that result in over totals. And let's just talk about the top several. His name is Lazaro Diaz. When Lazaro Diaz umps a game thus far this season, and he's only umped four behind home plate, Lazaro Diaz is 4 for 4 in the over department. Remember the name Lazaro Diaz. 4 for 4 in umping games that have resulted in overs thus far this year. Also with it as, as impressive as a record umping over games and perhaps even more so because we have 6 games upon which to garner information. Angel Campos. Let's Americanize it for you. Angel Campos. Five out of the six games that Angel Campos has umped this year have resulted in over totals. 
So Lazaro Diaz is 4-0 and on the overs. Angel Campos may be just as impressive, 5-1 and when umping games resulting in overs. The other two that are of note, and I mentioned both of these guys last week, and I did mention Campos as well. So these guys, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed with them in terms of when they're behind home plate. These games seem to just go over more often than not. Four and one, Todd Tishner, Hunter Wendelstad. When Todd Tishner and Hunter Wendelstad are behind the plate, four out of five games in which each is umped this year has gone over. So let's review those four names real quick, and we'll leave it at those four because those are the four that thus far, those are the only four that are more than three games, if you will, above 500. Lazaro Diaz, 4-0 and in umping over games this year. Angel Campos, 5-1. and Again, perhaps even more of a telling stat. Todd Tishner and Hunter Wendelstad, both four out of the five games that they have umped this year have gone over. Now, again, one bit of information is one data point, but it's a fascinating thing to know. When you go to that website that you have in your arsenal, or whatever source of information it is for you that gives the umpires prior to a day or a night's ball game, and specifically, of course, the umpire that's behind home plate. It's good to know that if you see those names, you should be like, hmm, interesting. I remember from the podcast that those guys love umping overs. They're big over guys, you know, because the strike zone perhaps is much smaller. That could be the reason. For whatever reason, that's been the case thus far. Let's talk about under umps. These are the umpires, and these stats are even whew, they're even more telling thus far. These are the umpires that perhaps, I don't know, perhaps it's a wider strike zone. Whatever the reason is, these guys have umped in the most under games. And the one that is atop the list, Tim Timmons. You won't forget that name. Tim Timmons. 5-0 and oh in under games thus far this year. Tim Timmons is behind the plate five times thus far. They've all gone under, every single one of them. Paul Emmel is 4-4. Four for four. Paul Emmel's been behind the plate four times this year. All four of his games have gone under. C.B. Buckner, we were, I remarked on him last week because he is so loathed by managers league-wide. C.B. Buckner has umped behind home plate six times this year. Five have gone under. Five out of the six that Buckner has umped has gone under. You should be taking notes on these umps names at this point. I know I am. I'm sort of writing these down as I'm going. The other two of note, these guys have umped four out of five. Actually, there's one more I want to point out, but these guys have umped in four out of five ball games that or I should say they've, they've umped in all five, but four out of five have gone under. Paul Nowert and Jeff Nelson, four out of the five games that those two have umped have gone under. And the last one that I will uh, bring up is the one guy who's umped seven ball games already, Mike Estabrook, five out of the seven that he has umped have gone under. So that's good for the um, for the uh, under category. Let me uh, review those. Tim Timmons, 5 for 5 in unders. Paul Emmel, 4 for 4 in unders. C.B. Buckner, 5 for 6 in unders. Jeff Nelson and Paul Nowert, 4 for 5 in unders. And Mike Estabrook, 5 for 7, resulting in unders 
when that particular ump is behind home plate. So that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting because, again, one thing to say them on the podcast, another thing then when going through lines tonight or any other night or any other day, seeing who's behind home plate, if you have a lean, maybe it confirms your lean. If you are on the fence about something, maybe it puts you over the top. Maybe you're like, you know what? I was going to go over. Now I'm definitely going over. Or conversely, it sort of keeps you off a bet, which as we know, long-term is just as valuable. Maybe you were thinking under, but then you go and you see, oh, wait a minute. I was thinking under, but Lazaro Diaz is behind home plate. I'm not touching it because that dude somehow makes overs happen all the time. So maybe I back off. Or, you know, the opposite. I'm going over in this game, but Tim Timmons is behind, um, you know, home plate, and he's kryptonite for overs. So I think that's pretty useful information, again, for totals betters. Let's talk about the other sort of um, information here that I want to get to that informs or may help us inform uh, your totals bets. And some of these pitchers pitch tonight. Let me do the... Um, let me do the National League first because the National League doesn't have as many pitchers pitching tonight in the top 20 in the run support list. And we'll save the American League because we had a whole mess of those guys going in baseball today. And so that should really help as far as today's bets are concerned. National League run support per nine innings pitched. Number one in the National League, Kevin Correa of the San Diego Padres. Dude is getting 9.26 runs per every nine innings He's on the mound. That's pretty impressive. And again, our point here is to sort of say, you know, if Kevin Correa next time on the mound is like, a, you know, I'm just making stuff up here now, but if he's like a minus 190, you might say to yourself, wait a minute, I remember that dude's getting over nine runs, you know, of run support per nine innings. He shouldn't be minus 190 against anybody. He's just getting a whole mess of runs behind him. He's not that good. That's the kind of thing we're trying to get at here. So Correa's 9.26, Derek Lowe, 8.73, Josh Johnson, and Jamie Moyer, also both over eight runs uh, per nine innings of support in the National League. The only National League pitcher, I'm just looking through the top 20 right now, in terms of today's ball games, um, no one in the top 14. Uh, Timmy Lincecum's at number 15, but believe me, as you know, <laughs> Timmy Lincecum doesn't need the run support. He's phenomenal no matter what. So he's he's like a guy that even if he is getting all this run support, it doesn't matter. He's that good. Uh, Ian Kennedy is pitching for the Diamondbacks today. Um, he is the 18th highest run support guy per nine innings in the National League. Adam Wainwright, again, like Lincecum, not really an issue. He's 20th for the Cardinals um, so those guys, Ian Kennedy, by the way, 6.23 runs per game. Adam Wainwright, 5.92 runs a game. You know, maybe, I, I'm just saying hypothetically here, if you had a lean, which I don't, if you had a lean towards Arizona and you saw that Kennedy was at 6.23 runs of support per nine innings, maybe then you go, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure if I like the D-backs with Ian Kennedy as much. Maybe he's just been getting fortunate. And of course, with that D-backs bullpen, you know the rest. In the case of Adam Wainwright, Wainwright was a, was a you know, the Cardinals were a game that I was very tempted by today and ultimately chose not to play. 
just because it's in Citizens Bank Park, and even though Wainwright's had some success there, I just worry about the Phillies often. Anyway, I thought there were better games on the board. But in the case of Wainwright, it is interesting to note 5.29, you know, 5.92 runs of support per nine innings. Again, like Lincecum, I don't stack that as much as a big deal with aces like those guys. But I didn't know, quite frankly, in looking at this. I was not aware that Adam Wainwright was getting so fortunate uh, with the runs. Again, though, it's much more relevant in the American League as far as tonight's ball games are concerned because there's a whole mess of pitchers in the American League top 20 run support per nine innings pitched that are going on the mound today. First of all, let me tell you who the number one American League uh, run support pitcher is. He is not going today. Gio Gonzalez of the Oakland Athletics getting 8.48 runs uh, of support per nine innings pitched. But here are some of the guys that are pitching tonight. The number two pitcher in all the American League in terms of run support James Shields of the Tampa Bay Rays. So as good as James Shields has been, he's also gotten a mess of support, 8.44 runs uh, per nine innings pitched. Again, when it comes to a guy like Shields, sort of, it's sort of like Lincecum and Wainwright, where you're like, well, they're good no matter what, whether they're getting the run support or not. Our goal here is to try to find which of these pitchers is overvalued. I don't think Lincecum or Wainwright or Shields is that overvalued, in my opinion. But it is interesting to note that James Shields, if he's, I don't know, what is he, like a minus 140 or something tonight at Seattle? Huh. Would James Shields be as good if he only got two runs behind him? You know, maybe the answer is yes, he still would be. But let's talk about some other guys. Number five, the number five most run-supported pitcher per nine innings pitch in the American League, Luke Hoshaver of the Kansas City Royals. Luke's been getting over seven runs of support per outing. Excuse me, per nine innings pitched. Hoshaver's gotten 7.07 runs per nine innings pitched every time. So you can count on that, that he's not quite getting a run per inning, but he's getting close to it. So Hoshaver is over seven runs of support per nine innings pitched. A.J. Burnett, who's pitching for the Yankees today, he's also getting above seven runs per nine innings pitched. Burnett's getting 7.02 runs per nine innings pitched. That's interesting. Though Burnett, of course, looked awesome last time against Baltimore, so again, I don't know how much that factors into your thinking. But certainly for a guy like Hoshaver, it's got to raise an eyebrow. You've got to be like, huh, that is interesting. In other words, if I had a thought of taking the Royals as a big dog today in their ball game, maybe I hesitate now all of a sudden. Maybe knowing this, I'm like, well, maybe he looks a little better than he is, in other words. Let's keep going down the American League top 20, because again, there are more pitchers um, today. Actually, not too many more, but we do see Scott Feldman of the Texas Rangers. Scott Feldman's the 15th most run-supported pitcher per nine innings in the American League. Scott Feldman, 6.23 runs per nine innings is what Feldman's getting when he's on the mound. And Feldman is another guy going tonight in baseball. So again, for guys like Feldman and Hoshaver specifically, because I think the other guys I've mentioned, well, Ian Kennedy being the other guy, I think so between Ian Kennedy, Hoshaver, and Feldman. Those are the three guys that I've mentioned 
who are amongst the top 20 run-supported pitchers in the NL and AL, respectively. Kennedy in the AL, the other two guys in the AL, obviously. Those are the guys where you sort of have to say to yourself, well, that now becomes an interesting fact because perhaps I didn't, you know, perhaps you didn't know that going in. Again, it's one thing if it's Timmy Lincecum or Adam Wainwright or A.J. Burnett or James Shields. But those guys, you have to sort of say to yourself, now, wait a minute. It either, maybe it takes you off of a, of a lean that you had. Maybe it puts you over the top on a lean against them is all I'm saying. Because again, run support is nothing but good fortune. And can you really expect these guys, you know, it's happened before. Pitchers have had entire seasons where they just magically get great run support. We have famous examples of that. But if you're betting on a day-to-day basis, yeah, I don't know that you can expect Luke Hoshaver to get seven runs per every nine innings he pitches. I don't know that you can expect Scott Feldman to get, you know, six and a quarter runs roughly every nine innings he pitches. Or for that matter, can you expect Ian Kennedy, you know, to get 6.23 runs of support every nine innings he pitches? When those guys are on the mound, you look at the line and you're like, all right, maybe not. Because I just don't know what they're going to do if they only get two runs behind them. So again, interesting statistic, much like the umpires, in terms of over-under. Very interesting. So imagine if you had a perfect storm of two of those guys. Imagine if you had, and I'm just throwing this out there, I don't know this to be the case, but imagine if you had, I don't know, Luke Hoshaver on the mound tonight as a big dog. You know he's getting over seven runs of run support every nine innings he pitches. So you know that that's going to regress to the mean most likely. And you have an umpire like Tim Timmons who's behind home plate who happens to call under games. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of ways you can sort of meld that information and say to yourself, hmm, maybe there's a lot of value in that total number. You know, maybe maybe if the total was nine and a half or whatever, you're like, oh, man, that's huge value on the under going into tonight. That's the way we sort of try to translate those stats into betting value. And that's the whole purpose of going through these today. And we'll try to do them on a regular interval, you know, on the Betting Dork podcast. Because, you know, after all, I'm a dork. And that's how I bet. So, good stuff on the totals, both umps over under and run support American League and National League starters so that we can try to get some money in our pocket knowing some additional information that others and most squares and public bettors simply do not know. That's key. All right, run line bettors. Haven't forgotten about run line bettors. Now, this is, to me, is also really interesting stuff because with the run line stats, really the goal is to, you know, say to yourself, all right, I know all this information up to this point, with umps and with the run support that we just talked about, yeah, I can sort of see how that also can project forward towards betting value. With run line teams, whether great against the run line or poor against the run line, the goal is to sort of say to yourself, well, is that going to hold up? Is that really something that I can project moving forward? And that's really a decision that only you can make for yourself when doing your you know, capping on games. No one can tell you otherwise. If that's your conviction in the end, that's your conviction. But it is interesting 
to have those statistics so that you can at least think about them. Let's talk about the best run line teams in baseball thus far this season. Now, again, let me define what we're talking about here. We're talking about if you had bet blindly uh, to win a unit or risking a unit on each Major League Baseball team, each specific Major League Baseball team for every game thus far this season, ultimately this would have been your record and this would have been your money haul or your money sort of hemorrhage. Again, just a blind wager. So these are the teams that are best against the run line, teams that are worst. Best teams against the run line, it is the same exact team on top of the list that it was early last week. Hasn't changed. The New York Mets continue to be the single best team against the run line, whether as a favorite giving a run and a half or as a dog getting a run and a half in all of baseball. 18-8. and eight are the Mets against the run line. If you had bet the Mets on a run line every game thus far this season, you'd have over 12 units in your pocket. Over 12 units in your pocket just by betting the Mets run line. Great example, last night. The Mets lost to the Cincinnati Reds, but they they, they would have won on the run line because they were dogs on the run line at plus one and a half. So the Mets somehow manage to either keep the game within a run when they're dogs and they're doing very well winning by more than a run if they're favorites. So the Mets at 18 and 8 over 12 units, 12.3 units to be exact, on the upside against the run line. Number 2 team that has changed, it's the Yankees now. So just cross town. The Yankees, just a half game worse than the Mets. They're 17 and 8 against the run line, are the Yankees. That would be over 10 units, 10.2 units in your pocket if you had bet the Yankees on a run line all year long. And we know, of course, in the case of the Yankees, that's almost, I, I, I don't know if it's in every single case, but maybe every single case but one or two tops them as favorites, winning by more than a run. So in terms of the team that is most likely to win by more than a run, hands down, it's been the New York Yankees as run line favorites. But overall on the run line, 17-8 and eight this year are the Yankees, over 10.2 units strong in your pocket on the run line. Uh, third place, third place, May surprise you, may bring a smile to your face, not sure. The San Diego Padres. Interesting. The third best run line team in all of baseball. The Padres are 17 and 9. That's eight and a half units in your pocket if you have been a San Diego Padres run line better all season long. Give give a couple more while we're here. Why why don't we, huh? All right, let's see. Who else we got? Number four, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, 17 and 10, just shy of eight units to the positive if you had been a Toronto Blue Jays run line better every single ball game thus far this season. And let's round out the top five with the, let's see here. Well, it gets kind of starts to get kind of bunched up, but the Minnesota Twins, from a money standpoint, just over seven units 
uh, to the positive. They're 16 and 10 against the run line this year. So those are the top five teams in all of baseball against the run line. Again, the Mets are number one, 18 and eight with 12.3 units to the positive. The Yankees clearly the number one run line team as a favorite number two run line team overall at 17 and eight, 10.2 units to the positive number three, the San Diego Padres. Wow. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Padres 17 and nine, eight and a half units to the positive against the run line. Number four, Toronto at 17 and 10, just shy of eight units strong. And then Minnesota at number five, 16 and 10, just over seven units um, positive on the season against the run line. So those are the top five teams in run line situations. Now, you look at those teams and you're like, well, Yankees are clearly the favorites most of the time. That's the one team out of the bunch that you can definitively say, you know, they're one or the other, either favorites or dogs. The other four that I mentioned, sometimes they're favorites. You know, in the case of Minnesota, most times they're favorites. But with all the other teams, yeah, you know what? It's pretty even. Sometimes they're favorites, sometimes they're dogs. The point is, is that they have shown the best ability to keep games as dogs within a run or winning them outright. Or as favorites, to not only win, but win by more than a run. That's interesting. The question becomes for you, as a better, you know, for any of us who are betting run lines, I'm not one of them, but if you are a run line better, the question becomes, can the Mets keep that up? Do I see in the New York Mets the talent, the roster, the makeup that will continue to make that happen? Certainly with the Yankees, I think it's a very easy extrapolation where you're like, oh, yeah, I see it. I could see the Yankees continuing to just batter teams day after day, week after week. In fact, if you were to say, I bet you the Yankees are number one next week or two weeks from now and then forever beyond, I'm not sure I could argue with you. Will the Twins continue? Will the Padres continue? You know, will the Blue Jays continue? Very interesting. So let's talk about... The reverse of that. Last week we came on and I said the worst run line team in all of baseball by far was the Boston Red Sox. Well, that has not changed. The Red Sox continue to be the single worst team against the run line in all of baseball. Now, the reason for that is is that their record thus far this year is just in, in real terms is 12 and 14. They're just a 12 and 14 baseball team. They're a sub 500 baseball team, but they're so public of a team that of course they're favored, you know, day in and day out. And not only are they losing more than half their games outright, those are all run line losers as a result automatically. And in additional to that, you know, they're losing other games against the run line. So their record against the run line this year in their 26 ball games is 6 and 20. Wow. The Red Sox 6 and 20 against the run line this year. That is almost as just shy of 13 units down on the year. Nearly 13 units down if you had bet Red Sox run lines all year long. You don't want to have you don't want to have been one of those people. And believe me, there's a square better out there who's been doing that somewhere in Boston. I promise you. So we know Boston's the worst. The question becomes, well, all right, who's, who's in the ballpark with Boston in terms of being the worst run line teams in all of baseball? Probably won't surprise you. Well, maybe it will. 
Number two, and this was also number two last week, it remains the Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox 11 and 15 in real games, but 9 and 17 against the run line. They're over 10 and a half units down for the run line better this year. And with the White Sox, of course, and I mentioned this last week when STL Sharp was on the show, it's because of Burley and Peavy and aces like that. When those guys are on the mound, you know they're big favorites. And up until, you know, last night with Peavy, those two guys were getting crushed. Beyond the White Sox, then, who is the worst run line team in baseball? So Red Sox are the worst. White Sox are the next worst. Now, this one won't surprise you. Houston Astros, 9-16 and 16 against the run line this year. That's over 10 units down for blind Houston Astros run line betters thus far. So Houston is the third worst. And let's go a little beyond those three. What? Who comes after that? Now, I'm just doing this one off the top of my head here. Checking. Checking. Oh, this is interesting. The Los Angeles Angels, 10-17. and 17. Over seven units down on the run line are the Angels. They're the fourth worst run line team, again, money-wise, in all of baseball. And then the fifth worst, the Pittsburgh Pirates, 11-14 and 14 against the run line. That is over six and a half units down money-wise on the run line. Pittsburgh is the fifth worst team, followed closely by Milwaukee, who is tailing them as the worst run line teams in all of baseball. So that's, again, an interesting thing to note moving forward. Boston, the White Sox, the Astros, the Angels, the Pirates and Brewers amongst the worst run line teams are topping the list of worst run line teams in all of baseball. Again, the best, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, the Blue Jays, the Twins. Interesting. Of those teams, both good and bad, which are the teams that you think moving forward will continue to do that same, you know, will continue to exhibit that same run line behavior, if you will? We mentioned who we thought, you know, again, the Yankees. Yes, I can see them continuing to be one of the great run line teams in all of baseball. Will the Red Sox and White Sox continue to be the worst run line teams in baseball? That's a more interesting question. You know, that's something like, huh. You know, at some point, the stats just are unassailable. They're indisputable. They're like, look, no matter what I think this keeps happening, it's going to continue to happen. But will the Red Sox, with all the Red Sox pitching and defense, will they continue to be the worst run line team in baseball thus far? Yes. Will the White Sox continue to be on their tail? You know, again, if Jake Peavy and Mark Burley have something to say about it, that's going to change. And Peavy took a step forward with that yesterday but I think it is a little more interesting when you get to teams like the Angels you know because the Angels we have this perception of the Angels as a certain type of team and they've been struggling this year yes the Astros you could probably expect it to keep happening but I think the Angels are an example of a team where you really do have to sort of think about it and go oh no that is interesting right there will the Angels like the Angels might be worse than we think in other words, something to keep an eye on. So hope all of that stuff is not only interesting, but more importantly, informs your betting and converts into dollars for you. Whether it be umpires over under, 
run support for starting pitchers in the AL and NL, or in this case, the best and worst run line teams in all of baseball. Gil Alexander, betting dork tomorrow, Sabermetrics Wednesday. Base winner will be here, and I look forward to that. Hope you'll tune in on the podcast right here at pregame.com. Gil Alexander, thanks so much for listening.